0: Your source for community. Muskoka made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, the Bay
1: 887. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com.
0: This is Arts R Us on the Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts R Us. My name is Karen Cassian and I'm here with my guest today, Diane Finlayson. Good morning. Welcome, welcome Diane. And Diane is one of the co-owners of More Than Just Art in Huntsville, a place for art growth and healing. On their website, they have a quote, We are committed to providing the community with a place to learn and practice visual and holistic arts. Most people in Huntsville know uh, about the workshops that go on at More Than Just Arts, the visual uh, arts, but I think a lot of people don't know as much about the holistic arts. So I wanted to concentrate on that today. Um, I wanna tell you about Diane. She's an artist, a teacher. She's a certified mindfulness instructor and mediation facilitator for children, teens, and adults. She's a therapeutic touch practitioner, a Reiki master, and a Reiki teacher. Have I left anything out,
1: Diane? No, I'm a grandma. uh,
0: Your grandma, (laughs) I was gonna ask you about that. A grandma of how many?
1: I have three, three little girls,
0: yes. Oh, oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. So let's start with, can you tell us what's going on right now at More Than Just Art? We can start with the visual arts and you can tell us about the
1: workshops and the
0: classes that are going on.
1: Sure. The, um, the classes are ongoing. So we have currently um, classes for adults in pen and ink. We have um, watercolor um, the acrylics, which was being taught by Helena Renwick, mm-hmm. is now she's concentrating more on her own work, and so we're hosting her probably monthly for a day long uh, acrylics painting workshop. And we also have ongoing for children um, two programs: one homeschool program on Wednesday mornings, and one after school program um, on Wednesday. Um, we also have. Um, cartooning, which is extremely popular with the tweens and the teens. Um, And that's run by um, Jen uh, Snowden. I think a lot of people in the community know Jen, but she's an extremely gifted artist Um, and really coming into her own as a teacher. She's incredible with the children. She's actually now also doing some one-on-one teaching for some children with special needs. Um, who are, you know, 11 or 12 and older. Um, so she's excellent with that. Um, as far as uh, the ongoing classes, that's pretty much it for now. But we do have uh, monthly workshops. You have. I know
0: that, that a lot of the the popular artists in town are drawn to uh, your facility for doing classes and workshops. Catherine Luce is one, Helena's is another. Catherine
1: is the one who heads our children's program now. She,
0: I've been in one of her classes. She's wonderful with, yes. with the young Yes. Kids. So you offer just as many classes to adults as children? Is it a mixture? Mm-hmm. We have.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I used to run a Thursday evening class for people who were, not available during the day um, and I will be resuming that in May um, and that's just to come and do whatever medium you want to pursue and then I assist and uh, I assist in that. So it's all pretty much individual. I don't teach a class at that time. You used to teach ink and watercolor. I do. I do teach pen and ink. Uh, Thursdays at 12 or Tuesdays at 1230 and I teach watercolor um at 12 30 on on thursdays again those some of these people have been with me for eight years so everything is individualized so they just come so we always welcome newcomers new new artists um and then i have you know my following which yes, is i'm sure you do so which is You know, a little bit mind-blowing for me, but anyways, uh, that's really nice to have, the you know, that group of that community. And it is becoming a community. We're finding, um, since COVID, a lot of people are looking for community, and whatever their passion is or whatever their interests are, they're beginning now to realize that, oh, it's now time for me to explore that. So I'm pretty sure people are finding the same... Phenomena in various other disciplines, but in art a lot of people are coming out now to just have some me time and to be seriously um, You know developing that time for themselves, and it really is becoming a a, a a date with self and that time to develop and that's what you want that's what you want yes. to
0: start it's such a, a cozy comfortable environment it, it's not intimidating to people that are just starting out and who might be afraid to you know be there with artists who have been painting for a long time or people who have been no, painting no
1: no and they soon realize that the people who are doing you know that they they may be feeling intimidated by are the ones who have been practicing um, this techniques or or the their art developing their own art for a long time hmm so you have to start someplace that's right I just took one of the workshops from
0: uh, Pam Carnahan oh yeah <clears throat> and her wool yes her, <clears throat> that was so great and everyone loved it and, yes. and she was a very good facilitator and that and Helena I know is a wonderful teacher
1: Helena's uh, is very she brings she's developing a real um, beautiful light energy about her work and She brings that to her teaching, so it's we're really pleased to be able to have her want to come and facilitate with us.
0: And she is her next workshop's about color, yes. And
1: uh, yeah, it's on the 7th of May, that's great. So, the other person that we have doing workshops now is also Marika McDonald, and um, I love and she's, her painting. Her, her, her work paintings. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, and so, she has she she just started, so she's just getting her herself um known as a facilitator and so she's got a four week a four a four i guess a four session workshop over four months so she has two left and this month is on composition okay so so that's a full day workshop as well
0: that's good for me to know i i I love workshops so yes I'm so gonna, she's so you're drawing not only artists but to teach but you're drawing people to come and, and be taught i think that's wonderful mm-hmm. for anyone who hasn't been there i think it's really worth going in and checking out everything that's available there mm-hmm. and online
1: mm-hmm. well the website my husband handles the website and he does a really phenomenal job it's it's probably one of the most beautiful websites out there i would say um and it's it's current uh um, and it's easy to follow. And whenever anybody has a little bit of a glitch, not understanding, um, he you know immediately goes in there and um, makes it easier to to maneuver. So
0: I didn't say enough about Gord. You're co-owners of the the facility, yes. and he's a big part of it.
1: He is. He, I, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be there if Gord was not fully participating. He handles all of the administration. He handles all the financing. So it gives me the opportunity to just develop programs and to teach. So well, that's wonderful. That's, yes.
0: So tell me, but we had uh, Kelly Hayward in here. Um, mm-hmm. We interviewed her and she was telling us about uh, taking your mindfulness. Um, I don't know if you're calling it a workshop or uh, it's a course, it's um, a course. Um, mm-hmm. And she loved it. She raved about it. So I, I brought you in here today, mostly to talk about mindfulness and meditation. Can you Tell us, has that that been going on since you opened
1: the facility? Mindfulness and meditation have been an ongoing practice of mine for years now. And um, I began teaching it because, for me, mindfulness is the cornerstone of everything. You find mindfulness in all um, self-help, all religious traditions, what is mindfulness Of you have mindfulness you is just being aware living in the now living in the now and that unfolds into so many layers as you study it, you know, I've been doing mindfulness now for well over 20 years and I keep um, discovering a new layer of it. And it goes deeper and deeper each time the awareness of self becomes more and more subtle. Um, the awareness of you know, the world around us and in community, you know, even in nature, Um, it it just becomes more subtle, more personalized. And you begin to really understand what, you know, the old adage, what makes you tick, you really get to know what makes you tick beyond what other people's perceptions of you are. Because we spend a lot of our time learning about what living a live and we we begin to realize live the truth of what we believe we are by being aware of other people's perceptions of us. Yes, yes. And so we become defined by other people's perceptions, you know, mm-hmm. and and that begins at a very, very early age. So yeah, so that it's, it's a big, it's a big part of my life. So to t-
0: how would you teach teach it in one <laughs> sentence or two? No. Um, um,
1: so I, I do two things um, at the center. I teach a course called um, Mindful Living Practice. It's a mindful living practice, in, and it's an eight-week course. So eight weeks just really gets your feet wet. And we look at all of the different principles of mindfulness, which are, are patience. Um, awareness of self patience. Um, now you've got me on the spot, and I can't say sure. okay. equanimity. Mm-hmm. Um, um, just being in awareness of our emotions, right? How we respond on any given uh, in any given situation. Um, there are seven principles. Usually, I can rhyme them off, but I can't. I'm having a senior moment. But um, it's we look at first of all how we have our um, go-to mindsets where we automatically pilot into a certain response situation, and then we begin to become aware that in many times that's our go-to. I teach the course based on a program that was put out for addiction prevention. Okay. And I've kept that program because we all have an addiction to something—a go-to mm-hmm. uh, that we defer to when we're in stress, or when we're in an uncomfortable situation, or when we are—we feel incapable of facing whatever we're facing. Even cell phones. Even so. cell phones. Mm-hmm. So. So we do have an addiction, everybody Mm -hmm. has one, Mm -hmm. whether it be, um, I'm going to defer and just go watch TV today. Mm -hmm. Um, If that becomes your go to, that's your addiction. Um, And so we want to be more in control of our response, more aware, and being able to pilot our own lives without having to defer to all kinds of other little crutches that we've established for ourselves along the way. Um, so it's a o- constant awareness. It's a constant awareness, and it's impossible to be hundred percent aware all the time. It's mm-hmm. impossible. It's impossible to have, you know, a hundred percent quiet mind because the function of our brain is to bring us information. Mm-hmm. And so, what our response is: Do I listen to this, you know, what my mind is bringing me, or can I pass on that for now? I'm going to take a short break
0: right now um, and we'll get back and talk more about mindfulness. I'm Karen Cassian here on Arts or Us with Diane fin- Finlayson from More Than Just Art, and we'll be right back. This is Dr. Shervin. Hello. Dr. Shervin owns a dental practice in Huntsville. Yes, ma'am. But it's not only a dental practice. Dairy Lane Dental plays a major role in our community, supporting organizations that enrich your town like Community Radio, being a member of the Bay Food Crew, and Huntsville Hospital Foundation Business Cares Program. Dr. Shervin and his team at Dairy Lane Dental knows that alongside truly understanding their patients by providing a pleasant dental experience comes a responsibility to take care of our
1: home. This is correct
0: dairy lane dental keeping muskoka smiling for over 30 years
1: please visit dairylanedental.com buy muskoka for muskoka your collection of
0: muskoka based talk shows muskoka magazine the bay 88.7.
1: i'm dr sherman from dairy lane dental and you're listening to muskoka magazine
0: this is arts r us on the bay and we're back on arts or us i'm karen cassian here with diane finlayson on arts or us and we're talking about mindfulness and diane i wanted to ask how do you teach mindfulness to younger elected children (laughs) it must be quite different than
1: it it is different um you know with the adults we we practice sitting practice where we you know increase the the times where we're comfortable being with self and that's probably one of the biggest things is we do, we're afraid to be with self because our mind is so busy, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and when we realize that the mind really can't hurt us and what we're visiting are things that we want to address, <laughs> then we take you know, take the time and with, within a small community of people who are practicing the same thing, we realize that we're all in the same boat, mm-hmm. you know, traveling the same river, and we're all trying to go uphill, upriver, instead of going with the flow. With children, it's a totally different thing. Kids tend to be more in the moment all the time. Mm -hmm. So so. they're so what happens with them is they they're wanting to understand from the from the responses they're getting from other people, other people's perceptions, who are they,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, and very early on, um, we find that children adopt um, the perceptions of other people about who they are. Um, At this time, after the pandemic, I'm finding that the children are really, um, some of them, extremely nervous about being in different situations. They've been at home for so long. They've been isolated. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also finding that their social skills are really not existent. They don't know um, they've forgotten, and some of them are so young that they haven't had the chance, mm-hmm. you know, to have, you know, their their social interactions in in JK SK grade one. It's been a three year thing for some of these children, and so they they don't know. And you've got parents working from home and being frazzled because there's so yes, much going on. Yes, and I know my granddaughter has only started school in December. Danielle kept her home because. Um, she didn't want her to be, she was only three in September, so she didn't want her you know, in into all of the restrictions that were being put and the instability of being in school. Um, and this has really affected the kids. Um, we found the same thing with children who are homeschooled. So in my group, I guess I can talk about the Empowered Kids group that I'm running now. Um, we i have a cross-section of children from ages six to eleven and some of these children are special needs Um, others are homeschooled and a few others are in regular school and and the how they present all of these groups of children they all present with the same issues they're there and the same issues that we're facing right now, you know, you step out, um, and you realize that there's no floor under your feet, and you're not sure, how am I going to deal with this, because the rules have changed somewhat, like, um, so the kids are in the same situation, because they interpret how we feel. Mm -hmm. Um, So going back to the fact that kids are always in the moment they're reactive, aren't they? Mm -hmm. So um, mindfulness is teaching them how to be aware of others, how to read emotions, how to read situations, and then taking time for themselves so that they can then choose a way to respond, to understand that they have a choice in how they're going to respond. I would imagine they're better pupils than adults, are they? Um, in some instances, but adults are too, um, it, it, because we're all facing a different time in our life, mm-hmm. right? Everybody's at a different space. And so coming home to self is the same it's, we all come home to self in mindfulness, mm-hmm. but how we get there, there's different, different yeah. the roots are different. You know, adults have a lot more rubble mm-hmm. <laughs> to That's climb over. Yeah. Um, children are pretty m- much more direct but kids also are very emotionally charged mm-hmm. and they're living in that you know midbrain where all of the emotion is that's why they're so in the moment mm-hmm. you know and they respond in the moment to everything that's going on so, where does mediation um come into that and and the breath
0: is there breath involved in mindfulness or is mm-hmm. that
1: yes? breath for me is um the a life stream it's the, the most important tool in the toolbox for mm-hmm. me um, i've taken some amazing breath uh, work workshops and and so i teach different breaths um, to adults and to children um i also i'm not a a qigong or um, a yoga teacher but I practice those and so I, I share what I know with my students and I share what I know um, and, and why um, I practice and so I teach qigong to the kids as well that that's breath and movement basically when you come down to it it's focused breath focused movement and um, so we do some qigong um
0: meditation, do you, is it
1: part of the mind, mindfulness? Meditation is meditation comes in different ways. There's like journey meditation where you take people on a visual an internal visual journey. And I do that with kids because that's visualization is a th- thing that people use right in sports, um, in uh, clinical settings to help people overcome certain situations and the patterns that they follow. So we do some uh, visualization with the children, and it's very short, but it's a mindfulness meditation that way with visualization. And, and with adults, do you do that? Adults, also? I do. I do some of that, uh, not not so much um, with journey meditation with adults. I have in the past, but I don't uh, currently do it. And. The other thing that we do with mindfulness meditation is the sitting meditation where you sit and you focus on your breath as an anchor um, and then you you sit back and notice what goes on inside. You notice your thoughts, you notice what's coming through but you practice not responding to that thought, just allowing it to pass and just notice what's there. Um, doing the same thing with sitting back and noticing all the sensations that you experience at any given time. Um, noticing what emotions are what's what's the underlying current today in me you know I may be feeling good but oh when I sit back to to just breathe and notice what's inside me I sometimes notice that there's an undercurrent maybe a fear or frustration or something that's going on so it gives me a heads-up I, I, I maybe I should look at that maybe I should see where that undercurrent is coming from where's the where's the source okay we're running
0: out of time unfortunately we have a a few minutes left and um um i wanted to ask you about your private practice you said during covid um you've had more people come in for your
1: Mm -hmm. how -hmm. has that
0: changed all
1: well i'm I'm having i had a practice you know um not a big um, practice in holistic healing arts because i teach so much but um so I had a few clients that were regulars for Reiki or for causal realignment and now I'm finding that people are finding me on in our through our website through Google. So I'm getting a lot of new probably in the last 3 months I've I have 10 more clients now coming forward for for Reiki. Uh, people are at a point now where they're looking to different modalities to help them. Maneuver, or to to understand how to step out into this time. I mean, we're living in a time of huge chaos, and it's Mm -hmm. affecting us, isn't it? So, so people are reaching out and trying different things. So, Reiki is one of them. People are coming to that causal realignment. Um, People are coming to mindfulness. I've got people coming to my Tuesday night class, which is a class which is more informal than the eight week. Uh, It's just a Tuesday night. We come together, and we uh, spend an hour and a half um, practicing mindfulness in different ways and understanding how do we bring that practice into our daily life. So that would be a good one
0: to start with.
1: Either way, some Mm -hmm. people like the formal teaching, and other people Mm -hmm. like to just jump in. And so really mindfulness, mindfulness practice is how do I bring that to myself? How do I come home to myself without fear how do i be with myself quietly um so that i understand which way which way to move forward and reiki is is one of those because it's an energy practice that kind of clears out all of the toxins and the toxic energies that are stuck Mm-hmm. And it sort of puts you on the doorstep, ready to move out, right.
0: It, can you uh, unfortunately, we have run out of time now, but can you tell us your website address so that people mm. if people want to get in touch with you?
1: Yes, it's more than just
0: art.ca, all lowercase. So that's simple enough. Yes. Well, thank you for joining me, Diane. Um, this has I been the ta- fastest time. It, it's a, it went by very fast. I'd love yes. to have you back again, and we can talk more about uh, mindfulness and meditation mm-hmm. um, and visual arts. Yeah, Keep doing what you're doing because you're a big part of our community, and, and we're happy you're here. Well, Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, I just want to talk about a few things happening in the community. The Huntsville Festival of the Arts just launched their summer lineup. They have 30 entertainers and events happening this summer um, to celebrate their 30th anniversary in April. April 23rd, Donovan Woods is is at the Algonquin Theatre. And April 27th, uh, HFA is bringing wa- the Washboard Union. Also at uh, the um, theatre is Ban- the Bamps. Banff- film festival April 19th Um, and in Partners Hall at the Algonquin Theatre the Huntsville Art Society has a solo show by Norma van Alstron and that will be followed on April 26th uh, by a members show entitled Swing into Spring. Um, There's an art show on at the Summit Centre the late Jeff Millers Um, there's a show on of his works until May 30th and that will be followed by an, an auction of his works. Um, The Muskoka Arts and Craft, they have a spring members show coming up. Um, We'll tell you more about that uh, in a short while. Um, Their 60th annual summer show is on from July 15th, 16th, and 17th this year, uh, uh, back at the Annie Williams Park, and that's a wonderful uh, show. Thank you again, Diane Finlayson, for joining me on Arts or Us. You're very welcome. Thank you. You take care, and finally, uh, there's only one Hunter's Bay Radio. We are Muskoka.